Chapter 9, The Grasshopper Not far to sticks meant walking all the way downtown. Where are we going? Bobby Jean asked for about the dozenth time. We were long past the point of no return. We were definitely supposed to tell Mom before we went this far. Let me show you, Sticks said. Like I said, coolest thing ever. The familiar route felt brand new with Sticks along. I studied him closely. The way he moved, sliding through the world like the air around him was greased. The way he talked, like everything he wanted was a foregone conclusion. The way he thought all things were possible. It was only a matter of planning and time. He came from somewhere outside the small world Bobby Jean and I occupied. When we were with him, I could almost touch the place too. Sticks made me hungry for something I didn't know how to name. We walked down Vine Street, past a bunch of downtown houses, the gas station, the funeral home, the dentist office, and the block, bold blocky sign that said Rand McNally CPA. Not the Atlas guy, Bobby Jean and I said in unison as we passed, like we always did. We slapped the corners of his sign for good luck, like we always did. Sticks looked at us funny, which was a little embarrassing, but there was no way around our traditions. Mom kept a Rand McNally road atlas in the back of the cart car, so we had to stare at it any time we drove anywhere. We turned on Main and strolled past the scoop shop, the diner, the post office, the bookstore, the record shop turned CD shop turned vintage everything shop. The sign still read Cosmo Vinyl, but the only thing vinyl inside were a couple of red-topped bar stools and some glued-down records decorating the walls. Here, Sticks stopped in front of Neville's hardware store. His voice hushed reverently. Behold. All my air caught in my lungs. Bobby Jean blew out an awe-filled breath. Behind the big glass windows on a narrow wooden stage stood the prize to end all prizes. It looked like a giant grasshopper. Green head, thorax, abdomen, crisp candy shell, handlebars feeling outward like antennae, antennae. Red, gold, and violet flames shot out from the sides of the engine, slicked back in paint along the thorax. A giant grasshopper with fire powers. Gold letters embossed on the abdomen read S375-681W. Holy, Bobby Jean whispered. Moly, I finished. The moped shined on its pedestal, glowing like a beacon, especially compared to the display of paint cans on one side and gardening tools on the other. It was too glorious for its surroundings, a truly unordinary sight. Sticks Malone laid his hand on the glass like a prophet. The S-375 is as good as it gets. This, my friends, is the stuff of legends. I pictured myself zooming up a long striped ramp, soaring through a circle of flames, bouncing to finish a, to a finish surrounded by a massive crowd cheering. Oh yeah, I said, it's... What are we supposed to do with that? Bobby Jean asked. His practicality was cramping our style. Stick said, ride like the wind. Let's take a closer look, Stick said. The door chimes sparkled as we trooped inside. The guy behind the counter glanced up from stacking light bulbs. He nodded to us like we were old friends, then resumed stacking. The flaming grasshopper was even more attractive without the glass glare blocking our view. This is going to be ours, Sticks told us, 
patting the moped's black seat. Stick with me and you'll see. I don't know, Bobby Jean said. What would we ever do with a moped? Haven't you ever wanted to ride with the wind in your hair? Sticks asked. None of the three of us had much hair. Mom kept us short and pretty tight, and Sticks had edges so sharp they could cut like razors. But that didn't matter. Yeah, I said, imagining riding with the wind against my scalp. Imagine us going, going, gone. Beyond Sutton to Indy, Chicago, and the great wild west, on a road that stretched a thousand miles. A smooth glide into infinity. The moped's green paint gleamed and the flame's gold accents sparkled with splashes of sunshine. It promised power, freedom, speed, adventure. All for the low, low price of $499.95. My fantasy clunked to a halt. Where are we going to get $499, Bobby Jean asked. And 95 cents, I added, plus tax. Simple. We trade the fireworks for the moped, Stick said. He made it sound real easy. Are they worth that much, I asked. Stick smoothed the handlebars. Close enough to trade into it. Trust me. Our very own great escalator trade? Amazing. You can't just trade stuff. Stuff for stuff in a real store, Bobby Jean said. We can trade for this, Sticks assured us. You think a hardware store sells mopeds on the on this level? Yeah, what's it doing here, I asked. It belonged to the owner's son, the clerk's voice reached us from all the way across the store. But he's got himself a Harley now. Too bad we can't drive, Bobby Jean said. I can, Sticks said as he assured us. I'm 16. I've got a license. Whoa, I said. Stick shrugged a shoulder. The place I last stayed, they had a car, and they let me use it sometimes. Where was that? Bobby Jean asked. Sticks, of course, didn't answer. We wandered back toward home. Two of us feeling a bit shell-shocked. We stepped easy, rifling with riffing with sticks about our new plan i felt lighter but stronger overshadowed by sticks for sure but in his presence all things felt possible bobby jean couldn't stop grinning he stopped harping on how long it would take to get home we were smooth as if we could already taste the glory that the grasshopper would bring once it was ours it was the middle of the afternoon we were way out of bounds and technically delinquent. It felt amazing. Chapter 10, Candy Cigarettes. Where would we go? How fast could we ride? The next day, questions about the moped skimmed through my brain like a deck of shuffling cards. I struggled to stay, stay as chill as sticks. Sticks brought us candy cigarettes from someplace. They came in a small box with old-fashioned pictures on it. A broad, smiling white man with his hair all slicked away from a distinct side part. Just like Dad's, read the label under his square chin. I didn't know they made these anymore, Bobby Jean said. I know a guy, Sticks said. Of course, Sticks knew a guy. That was exactly the kind of cool as heck thing Sticks would say. We were sitting in the grass on the rise of the edge of the school playground. This was within our radius. Usually, Bobby Jean... And I would be running up and down the slide or something. 
but Six thought it was fun to just hang. So we stared out over the lonely playground equipment, discussing business. How long till it's ours? I blurted out. Patience, grasshopper, Stick said. I grinned at the double meaning. I told them about my vision of the moped as a flaming grasshopper. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right, Stick said. Patience was not really my strong suit. I figured out what to do with the fireworks, Sticks added. Found a guy we can unload them on. Yeah, Bobby Jean said. Who? Sutton wasn't exactly a big town. We might know the guy, too. I'll show you. We'll go over there tomorrow morning. We can't go in the morning, I said. We've got chores, Bobby Jean added, with Corey. We're still paying off the fireworks, I reminded Sticks. Sticks toyed with the cigarette between his fingers. Bobby Jean's was half gone already, crunched up between his teeth. Mine was turning needle sharp against my tongue like a candy cane. Someday, maybe he'd figure out how to suck it down evenly. Sticks twirled the candy cigarette over his knuckles. Your old lady is really keeping the jam on you, huh? Yeah, man, I said, leaning back and kicking out my legs. My elbows landed in the soft grass with a jolt and the cigarette broke in half in my mouth. I pinched the clean in tight with my lips to keep it from falling and clamped my tongue against the roof of my mouth to keep it from choking on the pointy end. So we'll go in the afternoon then, Sticks said, appearing to be studying the head of a clover. He didn't notice my flopping around. Bobby Jean noticed, but he didn't say anything to call me out. Where will you go first? I mused aloud. Where do you want to go, Sticks said. As far as we can ride. We can ride as far as you want all the way to the horizon. I imagined us zipping across the California sand and planting our toes in the ocean. No, really, Bobby Jean said. Can we go? Can we go as far as Indy, I said. Six laughed. Indy? My mind flashed to the Children's Museum. Even the most ordinary kids in school got to go there. According to the pictures, there was a dinosaur climbing up the outside of the building. That I'd like to see for myself. Stick shook his head. You want to stay in our own backyard? We haven't been to Indy much, I admitted. Much, Bobby Jean said. We've never left Sutton. True, embarrassing, but true. Stick tapped his candy cig against his lips. Why is that? Dad, Bobby Jean, and I spoke in unison. He sounded matter of fact. Me, fiercer, than I meant to. When Dad stopped signing our field trip permission slips, he stopped a lot of other things, too. We hadn't left town since I was a baby. I barely remembered it. The world is a dangerous place. We're safe here. People know us, was what Dad would say. Six nodded. Easy. I'll get you to Indy and show you the sights. That's a promise. Bobby Jean fidgeted nervously. My whole chest warmed and expanded, too full of something. Sticks plucked a clover blossom from the grass. The round, whitish brown, the round, whitish brown bud seemed to wilt as he lifted it, but that was just how they always looked. Granddad says you can eat those. I told him. Sticks might have a, all this big city knowledge, but I knew all kinds of stuff about small, stupid plants. Mom says we shouldn't. Bobby Jean added. They spray the grounds with pesticides and stuff. Huh? Six said. He popped it into his mouth. What the heck, right? Oh, yeah, I said, casual as anything. We can tell you anything you want to know about the local fauna. That sounded impressive, I thought. Local fauna. Flora, Stick said, absently twirling another clover stem. 
What? Plants are flora. Fauna is animals. Well, we can tell you about both. Bobby Jean's words almost covered the clunking sound of me being an idiot. We once saw a squirrel do a backflip from those power lines into the maple tree. I nodded toward the place where it had happened. Six's brows went up. Sure did, Bobby Jean agreed. Circus fauna, I joked. Six cracked a smile. He ended by cruising down the slide, I added. That part wasn't true, but Styx was smiling. Spread eagle, Bobby Jean confirmed. Sometimes we were totally in sync. A well-oiled machine of total bull hockey. Like when we had to cover for each other with mom. I would have smiled at Bobby Jean, but not in front of Styx. We exchanged a glance. Bobby Jean wasn't smiling either. He knew. You'd be surprised how much there is to do around here, I continued. Bobby Jean nodded sagely. We used to have snail races. Sticks gnawed on his candy cigarette. How'd that go exactly? Really slow, I said. We haven't checked on them in a while, come to think of it. Bobby Jean made like he was going to get up and go somewhere. I wonder who's winning. Sticks cracked up. If you'd asked me that day, a day or two before, what the best feeling in the world might be, I wouldn't have known to say it. But... Now I knew it was making Sticks Malone laugh.